Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello Duck Hunt and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm Chris and this week I'm joined by Rory. Hello. And Gav. What's up? How you doing people? Yeah, Good. Really excited. Excited for this because this, it's an exciting show. Yeah it is. It's We're looking forward. I got so excited doing this, doing my running order for what I was doing because I just kept watching amazing trailers for really, really good stuff. You watched the trailers as well? Yeah. I just wrote a list. I mean, I watched the trailers. <laughs> um, did you get excited for this? Oh, really? yeah, absolutely. I, get excited excited. About everything. Actually, I struggled to condense it all down. So I've got some ones that go into a little bit more detail and then I'll kind of rattle off some of the other big ones I'm excited about. And I'm sure everyone else is excited about it as well. Because you're doing games. How many titles I have, am you, doing have games. you picked? So we've got eight big titles okay. that I think are definitely worth talking about. And how many have you gone for, Gav? You're doing TV. I'm doing TV, the best of TV in 2016 and I've just gone for for loads loads yeah I needed, I needed a number on that really I don't know I'm going to say 20 20 okay yeah. I think I've got 23 okay so I nice. lose so I win um, although people might be bored halfway through mine yeah. we're going to kick off with the the shortest but not the least important then no of course not so games for 2016 guys the forecast is looking great we've got some huge <laughs> titles that I'm really excited about um, we're gonna he's start so American off. right now yeah, no, it's good. we're going to start off with uh, yeah. good. <laughs> what's up everyone welcome to games watch 2016 uh, it's the first one on my list is <coughs> I've talked about it before on the podcast it's a game called Firewatch oh yeah this looks really good I am just inexplicably fascinated by this game I've watched the trailer so many times mm. so I don't know if you know a lot about the, the narrative Chris I might have helped dedicate a podcast to it here Ooh. and know one of the people that worked on it so of course yeah the art director I might be an expert on it Ooh. Yeah. but not for a while I've not spoken to him since uh, Comic Con so awesome um, but yeah it's a first person adventure game where you basically play uh, like a park ranger you're basically on fire watching one of the towers because it's a yeah. dry summer so you gotta look after this huge nature park um, and keep an eye on everyone who's there and basically you're kind of the character that you're playing uh, Henry is basically I think he's had a bit of a messy social life you know job so he's decided he's gonna take up this job and you know just take a nice little vacation break yeah. uh, at this job then things start to go a bit weird two girls go missing and when you're watching the trailer there's this like really sinister undertone and some yeah. like really dark bits but you don't really get a glimpse of it because everything prior is just these nice sunny fields and like beautiful yeah. autumn leaves. I just there's something about it that I I'm dying to know more. Like honestly, it's, it's, it sounds so good. I really want to really really want to see more of this and like Oli Moss I think is really really good and it's also mm -hmm. got uh, the guy from Mad Men. Mad Men. I got it. Rich Sommers. Rich Sommers. Yeah, he's got him in as well. But I think mm -hmm. I've worked out. I think I've worked out the twist. Don't tell me. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to work out the twist. I, I just want to. I be didn't know there was a twist. Oblivious. Well, I think well there even is. in the trailer, there's a bit of a like. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily definitely gonna be a twist, but I think there is a twist, and I think I've already worked it out. Yeah, well, one of the cool things, actually, is because the only kind of communication you have is with uh, the other woman who's yeah, basically at the, the other post. Uh, but the, the two voice actors, they've never actually met in real life. Oh, okay. So, he, obviously, they only communicate in the game through... Uh, yeah through the radios and I thought that was a cool little idea that they hadn't actually met in real life either they want to yeah. keep it like a separate thing so that was really cool so that's the first game that I'm really looking forward to and that's going to be out in February of 2016 okay. is it February February also? yeah right around the corner excellent and what's uh, it on sorry that's going to be on PC and PlayStation 4 okay which cool. sucks because I really want to play it on Xbox but I'll, I'll change for you Firewatch. Yeah, you should be. Uh, the next one that obviously everyone's excited about is No Man's Sky, which yeah. is being released in June. Now, this is the game that is allegedly an infinite uh, procedurally generated universe. Yeah. And you just kind of explore different... Like, basically, the way they pitch it is that you know any star you see in the galaxy yeah. is something you can physically go to in your ship and explore worlds. I think we're all still excited about this, but I was talking to Dale about it earlier, and it was kind of announced a bit early because the hype was so big and so real and the concept of the game was so like enticing but now yeah. 
it's starting to die down a little bit. There's I only so like many the, trailers you can release. Dude, I feel like they're just, doing that on purpose as well. You like, think so? Because every time that Sony did like a conference or anything, they would wheel out No Man's Sky front and center. And yeah. Like, These guys. And like, this is still happening. Yeah. The guy went on uh, Colbert. Like he was on Colbert. Like, a, a I saw that, yeah. Like develop on Stephen Colbert. It's amazing. But I feel like now they just they kind of go in. We need to temper expectations a little bit because mm. we've spent an entire we've spent years now hyping up this game. If it's not like I think it's going to be an all right game, I just yeah. don't think it's going to be the game that everybody wants it to be. It's never going to be like um, they even got in uh, Rockahawa uh, E3 to do like uh, do some um, the voiceover yeah, yeah to do for some the trailer on a dialogue at the beginning. Like I've seen things like he's you in the actual people trailer. Wouldn't believe yeah. it's really it was I think cool. He's actually going to be the voice in the game as well. Awesome, he's, he's got a great voice. voice. I think it's it, it's all going to fall on the narrative of yep. the game because obviously like the concept is really cool, the mechanics yeah. are cool. I mean, being able to explore it, an infinite galaxy is insane. But if there's yeah, no but if there's nothing driving you, then yeah. eventually you're just going to lose steam. Also, they keep saying like, oh yeah, every planet's going to be different. All the planets I've seen have been like, this one's yellow. Yeah, this <laughs> the one, grass is purple here. There's, there's a big dinosaur over there. The dinosaur's over there on this planet. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's only so much. Because if it is procedurally generated, it's going to be the same algorithms, yeah. presumably. So there's only so much of a variant thing you can get. I but think, yeah, it's I think it's going to be really be, cool. I, the thing, I don't even think it's... It's either going to be like the best thing ever, or it's going to be all right, and people are going to be really pissed off with I think as an idea though it'll still yeah, be I like ambitious and cool yeah. I don't I don't think there'll be many people who aren't gonna buy that game and pick yeah. it up like if it reviews well everyone's definitely gonna gonna have a go yeah uh, the next one I'm looking forward to an absolute obvious one uh, Zelda for Wii U mm-hmm. now we've talked about this on the podcast before it's been delayed. People are getting a little bit impatient with it. I'm still really excited. It'll be the first Zelda completely set in, a, in like a fully open world, which is an insane concept for anyone who's ever played Zelda games before because, I mean, they are big open worlds, but it's a very set track. Yeah. Not really a lot of exploration. Um, and I feel like it's a good way for it's like Zelda becoming a lot like moving forward into modern gaming. Like if they released another Zelda game now where it's very much like... The, talk to a man who tells you you need to go here and you have to walk along that path to reach this I think the freedom and the exploration I mean Zelda's perfect for that because that's what it's all about is adventure yeah no that is good but people I do like Zelda games as they are though like Skyward Sword is one of my favourite Zelda games I I disagree so much yeah, I don't right. well I'm not, am I though am I there's a really good there's a really good podcast um, I think I've talked about them a couple of times um, there's these guys called BitSocket who are like Scotch and they did this epic podcast where they basically ranked every single Zelda game yeah we should do that we definitely should although it seems like we're going to argue I I really enjoyed Skyward Sword but that was the one thing you didn't get was a sense of adventure I don't think I've played more than two minutes of a Zelda game Really? Mm. Oh, I've got some. I'm going to recommend right you. Beginning. I'll, I'll yeah. give you a list of all the best ones to play in which order. Okay. Definitely. Um, but yeah, well, Skyward Sword, like the problem with that was when you were moving from location to location, instead of having that option of like getting on your horse and riding around this field in this yeah. huge world, it was just getting on the bird and there was nothing happening in the sky. Yeah, I guess Nothing. So. And you were just flying until you reached a point and it then you'd nice go down into like I a level. Like flying, huh? It was nice for a short while, but horseback every time. Definitely. Flying. Definitely. Mm. Um, the next one I'm looking forward to bit of a curveball here Allison Road so now this is a survival horror game that kind of looks awesome yeah it kind of crept out of the shadows as soon as uh, PT That's a nice, did yeah. you write that down no I didn't actually do <laughs> quickly, quickly erasing it no I didn't write it down mm. uh, it's similar to, to PT um, you're kind of in this close quarters yeah. corridors kind of blurs the lines of reality and, and fantasy and it's a really dark horror survival game and I yeah. think it's going to be really cool for a lot of people like myself that didn't get a chance to play PT didn't maybe you? we don't I didn't well I know Alex has it on his Playstation yeah, so I mine still, as well. yeah like, never got a chance and it's quite sad that it's such a huge game it's huge, such a huge cultural following yeah. and now people can't really play it anymore you can't get your hands on it I think this is going to be the game for Chris yeah well, you think so out of everything yeah well one like, of the cool things about it is because it's made with the Unreal Engine 4 mm-hmm. it will have uh, VR support that will be that. terrifying oh god like there was talks that were gonna they were gonna include virtual reality into um, the playable teaser yeah but Oh my gosh, I think that would be really, really scary. Because we got to play, use uh, some of PlayStation's VR headsets yeah. uh, when we were in... Paris. Paris, yeah. yeah. And that yeah, was pretty I, cool. I but that un- was Until Dawn, like their horror thing. But there's also Kitchen as well, which is the Capcom thing, um, which is kind of like, 
you know you'll be you're, you and your partner are, are tied to like chairs and you've got a thing and you've got this kind of like entity this sort of evil woman trying to like get at you and things like that yeah um I think it'd be terrifying, especially it's, it's, it's for really this. Because it, like, this is the kind of game where it's not, it's very little on like huge open world exploration. Yeah. It's very, I mean, you're not on a track because you can free roam, but yeah. it's still, there's only like so many directions you can go. You're yeah, essentially yeah. stuck in a house. I think VR would work really well for that. Control like maybe, stuff, yeah. yeah, controlling, but then having free roam with your head. Yeah, I think, oh, I think it'd be really, really cool. It was a That's Kickstarter as well. And I, I, I think the Kickstarter was doing all right. And then Team 17 picked it up, possibly Team 17. Uh, I'm not sure, but I, it yeah. did start as a Kickstarter game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is insane that it's come this far. And it looks really really impressive yeah. like the graphics look really really impressive well the trailer's ba- like all the thing from the trailer is based on their actual uh, studio really so if you go to their studio that's where it actually is like all the walking oh, around stuff. all the blood on the walls and yeah. everything yeah Ooh, that's pretty grim Ooh. Ooh. yeah the next one I'm looking forward to is Final Fantasy 15 did Luke tell you to put this one down no see this, Luke's I, gone I, I have a void to, to fill now I have anymore. a void to fill I'm the new Luke uh and it's going to be the first Final Fantasy to have real-time combat. So before, it's kind of turn-based, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've never actually played a Final Fantasy game before. Really? So I'm thinking this is the one for me. It like, actually does look quite fun, to be honest. It looks really cool. And again, huge worlds, like the scales of some of the monsters and the creatures you fight are just... They're titans. They're enormous. Yeah. And just being able to like explore these fields and have some real-time combat for once yeah. and look like a J-pop band driving around in a Cadillac, I think mm. that's really, really cool. So I think this definitely will be the first Final Fantasy game that I'm probably willing to to give a decent shot. Okay. Uh, after that, we have Uncharted 4 coming in March. This is the final installment in the Uncharted series. Yeah. Now... Of course I had to put this in because it's going to be one of the biggest games of the year. But I don't feel like I have proper authority getting excited about it because I haven't actually played an Uncharted game. But um, No, never Even played one that. Uncharted game. Well, I played some demos, but but no, <laughs> never. Count. never it doesn't count. No, Bro. Matt Nolan North, very nice man. Did you tell him? I never controlled him you before. Like, yeah, good job on those Uncharted games, man. Never played them. So. Yeah, never played them, but yeah. uh, good voice. Played, played Deadpool, though. So. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think I, it's one of these kind of tough situations because I really want to play this and I know there's going to be a lot of hype about it yeah. but I really feel like I should get the Nathan Drake collector's edition I've got that like, you can have that if you want alright you'll burn through, through it as well yeah. yeah I'll have to take a Playstation home though mm. oh. I definitely would have tackled it if it was like on Xbox as well but that's the point I know that is the point Gab <laughs> the that's point. why I haven't <laughs> So that's going to be coming out in March. I mean, already, these are so many insanely good games I'm really looking forward to. And it's quite well spread as well. It's not just like, I mean, this year we had so many launching just like last month. Like huge titles all at the same time. Yeah, it was crazy. But I mean, at least these games are a bit more spread out. Mm, Yeah. Um, Next up is Dead Island 2. Why are you looking forward to this? I loved Dead Island 1. What? And I loved Dying Light. Do you mean you loved Dead Island 1 trailer? Is that what you're saying? I think that's what he's saying. <laughs> no, I loved it. I, the, what, the first Dead Island? Dead Island is a bag of ass. That's a great... It got Game of the Year. No, it didn't. I think it did. Wait. It definitely got a Game of the Year edition. Yeah, that was, that was a big <laughs> joke. Like, it was a Game of the Year edition, but it hadn't been given any Game of the Year I, awards. How did you not enjoy Dead Island? Because it's a bag of ass. I loved it. And the fact that you could do four-player online co-op uh, through the campaign was so much fun because as I said like I'm a fa- I'm we I come from a family that lives very far apart yeah uh, so we spend all of our like social time like playing games together yeah. and this was amazing Why you talk to each other oh you we do don't no we don't have headsets no it's just silence <laughs> just silence one of us will log out and be like he's gone yes. <laughs> didn't say goodbye um, I, I, I really enjoyed the first one it was the first game I ever had that was like really into crafting items and like customizing oh, and like creating God, weapons are you I'm not getting it all you spent the first hour of Dead Island getting money from suitcases and I was like I don't even know what this money's for like the zombie apocalypse is coming. why do stuff. I need money Buy, bartering I was about to say you are wearing a lot of layers yeah I'm warm now what are you doing I think I'm, I think I'm getting sick because I've been wearing like coats and jackets and scarves and everything. You're wearing a big coat, a hoodie, and a scarf indoors. Yeah, I'm a bit warm. I've only become aware right this minute of how warm I actually am, <laughs> and it's incredibly mess. warm. You're a mess, man. Oh. Keep going. So, Come on. I just want to say another mental thing that you did earlier. Earlier, so we're moving office at the moment, so we're deciding what to take and what not to take. There's a 2015 calendar outside, and Krupa <laughs> goes, "Do you want this guy?" And I went, "Oh yeah, laugh," because obviously 2015 is coming to an end. And he goes, "I'll have that. I use it as my 2016 calendar." 
And we would, do we, and we would just be like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It does about? not work. Yeah, and Krupa, Krupa goes, well, you'll be like a day late all the time. Yeah. And he went, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, I don't think he, I was trying to explain to Rory what calendars are. I thought you were going to say when I found that box of moist wipes in my desk. They look like they're from the Second World War. Next game. All right, next game. Uh, the next game I'm looking forward to. The the oh. next one and the final one of my solid eight. Okay. Um, it did make it on the game list because technically it is a game, but it's Pokemon Go. Okay. Which is going to be released uh, next year. Oh, yeah. So it's an augmented reality okay. uh, game, which is essentially an app for your mobile phone, which we don't really know a lot of details about it so far. All we got was an incredibly tantalizing trailer that's essentially yeah. like Pokemon are real now. Uh, so it kind of like, I guess it uses your phone and your GPS yeah. to kind of like go around the world. And it also has a Bluetooth accessory that's kind of shaped like a Pokeball, I well, guess. I won't be getting that. Oh, I will. I'll have probably five of them. Yeah. Um, so when you reach a location where Pokemon is, it'll whatever light up or vibrate or something and let you know that there's one nearby. And then I guess it uses the camera on your phone to interact and place that. This is all speculation because all we have is the trailer to go by. I'm excited. But um, I'm incredibly like excited. But with Pokemon. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so that is the eighth game on my list that I am really looking forward to in 2016. There are some more that unfortunately um, don't really have time to go on to because we got a full show here, guys. Okay, but you do. So if you want to go on to them, just oh, list I them. will. I will. Yeah, I'll just, just list them. them. I'll just list them. Boom. So it's Wild Street Fighter Five. Wild, yeah. yeah. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh, yeah. Deuce X. Deus Ex. I, I always say it wrong. Deus Ex. Because it's like Deuce. Even it's the I second. know that. It's the second. Uh, the Division. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It sounds French. Yep. Uh, the Last Guardian. Sure. <laughs> I was dying. Uh, For Honor. Uh-huh. That looks really cool. I haven't had a chance yeah, to play that yet, but everyone's really raging about it. Uh, <laughs> Gears of War 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Persona 5. Mm-hmm. And finally, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. No one's looking forward to that. Well, I'm going to get a chance to play it at Christmas time. Oh. So we will have previews up on site. If anyone is a Naruto fan, we'll give you lots of coverage on how awesome that game is going to be. So that's most of the games that I'm looking forward to in 2016. I mean, awesome. That is enough excitement and optimism for one podcast. Definitely. Can we bring, bring it down or not, Gav? I don't know if we can. If You're going to do TV. <laughs> I'm well, just all right, I'll do it for I'll do it for all of us when it gets onto mine. All right, fine. I'll just moan for 20 minutes. <laughs> what you got, Gav? Okay, so I put mine into I put mine into little categories, right? Yeah, like I did, like any sane yeah. human being. Mine are in categories. I have yeah, my eight games. mains. <laughs> eight mains, and then the mini ones. Do sex is in the small list. Deuce. <laughs> and the others it, are here. So I'm dropping a deuce on this podcast. Is it going to be a good year for TV? I think it really is. Okay. So this is why. Okay, so we've got the big comeback. This is all I'm all I'm going I've gone for just new stuff, right? I'm not going for like research. Is that a show or you're saying no, listen, that's my that's my that's the name of my category. I thought it was so a show. So yeah, I should say I'm, I'm not I'm not like putting, you know, Game of Thrones and stuff like that. I'm going for like brand new shows basically for this rather than talking about returning ones. But the big comeback. This is one that I'm talking about. The X Files. Oh, okay. It's back in January with a mini series. Um, the re- it, the first episode showed at New York Comic Con. Reviews are all right. Like we give it a quite a good review. But the one thing that I think is really good about it is apparently it's pretty unforgiving if you're not an X Files fan. Like it doesn't. It's not like for people who are new to the series. It's really dense and it's like full of sort of references and oh, characters. Okay. That okay. If you have never watched the X Files before, you might be a little bit lost. Apparently, yeah. But I'm all up for that. Like, That's kind of tough that. though. Like. Or I might not watch it because it's been a long time since That's I saw it. That's what I was going to say, yeah. I probably tailed off my viewing towards the end, okay, like yeah. a lot of shows. When Did Robert Patrick replace, replace him in the end? Yeah. Yeah, I probably stopped watching it by then. So yeah. if there's a lot of strong references to Robert Patrick... Oh, no, no, I don't think it no, will be. No, sure. I'm, I think, I think, I think, yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's going to be like classic. Well, it's going to be a lot of references to like classic X-Files. But it's a miniseries. Um, so I don't know what they're going to be able to do with it. Is it going to be like an... I think there's going to be like an overarching storyline. Yeah. But then a couple of like... Monster of the Week episodes and I think Monster of the Week is where it could be really really good uh, because there's a lot of stuff has happened in the world since the X-Files finished like you know and I think in the first episode there's like references to like Edward Snowden and like you know post like 9-11 Whoa. stuff and that things like that. You know I mean, right? I've, I've never seen X-Files before so this was not what I imagined okay, it was yeah. it's about paranoia and yeah. fear and horror and aliens and whatever but yeah mm-hmm. I thought it was just aliens and the fear and paranoia no, of aliens it's a different, different case each so, week yeah, yeah. Oh, okay cool um, but there's going to be a two night premiere in January so that's an interesting thing so they're going to have an episode one episode on one night one episode on another night 
but I'm really excited for that interesting I just wonder obviously the X-Files movie was good the X-Files second movie was terrible awful yeah uh, is, there, is there a fear if they don't nail it of, 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 of uh, spoiling the legacy a little bit I kind of think this is like because I, I thought the second film did kind of spoil the legacy because mm. it's just not very it's not very good and like you know all these years you'd be building up to this relationship of Mulder and Scully like sort of you know will they won't they like all this you know over these years and then they just destroy it and then in the second film they're just like yeah they're, they're together they've been together a while it's fine like you don't get this big reveal in that no. I think it, it seems like they're estranged by the time we so maybe we got them coming back together so maybe we will get to see you know the scene that we've always wanted of them coming together and and doing it yeah yeah. maybe it'll um, be a big comeback see what I did there full circle pulling it back okay alright <laughs> zip okay. it my next one two good adaptations that I'm excited about one is 11 22 22nd of November 1966 I thought that was a movie is that a TV show it's a TV show that is an... it's a miniseries mm. it's a miniseries that's based the name on... of the show yeah it's you, you why don't you let, you let him finish anything I was about I just... to say for Americans that date is really really important so it should be important to you because yeah, you, do you are know what half that is? Yank. I didn't actually listen to the date. Do you know what the this date? is? Isn't it the the day that Kennedy got killed? And it was the Stephen King book. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was the day that uh, JFK was assassinated. So the Stephen King book is about a teacher that travels back in time and to stop the assassination. So he's introduced to the uh, he's introduced to the time machine or whatever. He's like basically you, once you go through this room, you will be in 1966 and you can stop. Um, or maybe. It might not be 1966, but you can stop a Kennedy being assassinated anyway. And it's got Chris Cooper and James Franco in it. And just from the really, really short Ooh. teaser, Chris Cooper sounds like he's amazing in it as what, well. What is the date you've got? It's it's definitely not 66. It's 1958. It's 63, I think. 63? Yeah, if I know my history, it's 63. So that, is that what it's called? Not, uh, it should be. <laughs> it yeah. should be that. Okay, it right. be. Unless he's going back to stop England winning the World Cup. <laughs> Honestly, when you were saying oh, yeah, that, I think, think it is. Yeah, I think it is 63. Okay, well. So, so now you can't mock him no, for the no, 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 yeah. I'm, Rory the easy target. You guys should be high-fiving me if I have got it right. Yeah. Unless we've all got it wrong. Unless we've all got it Do wrong. Do write in if 63 is incorrect. <laughs> it's, Good, it's not. It's not. Good wrong. things about it. Yeah. It's produced by J.J. Abrams and it's coming out of Bad Robot Productions. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and even though they have made some questionable telly in the past. Yep. I think a miniseries is quite good. It's got good, like, source material to be from it. It's also, the first two episodes directed by Kevin MacDonald, who did Last Rob- King of Scotland, State of Play. Yeah. Um, he's really, really good. And also James Strong directs a couple of episodes as well, and he's the guy who did Broadchurch. Okay. Um, what what uh, network or channel is it going to be with? I believe it's HBO. Okay. Yeah. That um, sounds cool, though. I really like yeah. the concept, yeah, and I'm well, a sucker for time travel always, stories. Always chatting to horror directors about what Stephen King they'd like to adapt. Yeah. Because it's like... The Holy Grail almost they all yeah. love Stephen King and there's not been a huge amount of good ones and so many have said to me that's the one really yeah and before that funny enough the one that they always used to say to me is 1402 was it called the Samuel L. Jackson oh, John yeah. Cusack everyone wanted to adapt that and then the Scandinavian director got it and did a, made a great horror movie yeah, out of yeah, it yeah. but yeah this is the one that a lot of them have been after do any of them want to adapt 112266 <laughs> the sequel <laughs> stop it <laughs> stop it England from winning the World Cup <laughs> to be honest if I was going to write if I was going to stop something I would probably go back and stop winning uh, England winning the World Cup like but why? You're pretty much English. Because you have to hear about it all the time. But you, as, you, as can revel in that, you can revel in that glory by moving to this country no. and trying to be part of this society. No. <laughs> Move on. No. So, yeah, that's that's one of the big ones I'm really, really excited about. But it's only a miniseries. I like James Franco. I love Chris Cooper. Um, I can't remember the last time I saw Chris Cooper in something that blew me away as well. So I'm looking Great forward actor. to that. Muppets. Um, Muppets, of course, yeah. Uh, so the next adaptation, Westworld. Mm-hmm. So this is um, uh, Jonathan Nolan. So we worked on, you know, with Christopher Nolan on quite a lot of his films. Uh, is creating this, and it's basically it's, it kind of feels like it's taken what Westworld was, which is uh, I think I haven't I've never seen the Yul Brenner film, but I know the story, which is basically a, a futuristic theme park, and they're sort of run by robots, and then the robots sort of turn against the humans. Yeah, it's, it's, run, sounds... by, it's run by humans. Run by humans, but has robots in it. So it's written by Michael Crichton. That's right. And you yeah. read it before Jurassic Park. It's the same plot as Jurassic Park. Right. That's okay, what I was just going to say. Yeah, it's the same just plot. Like Jurassic right. Park. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he directed the film as well, the original film. Michael right? Crichton, I believe he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen it. And I really want to because it's a great movie. Yeah. It's like you'll know this. It's the basically the. Um, 
what the Simpsons episode Itchy and Scratchy Land. Oh, yeah. That's essentially it. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. They basically ripped it off for that. But that, again, it's got a really, really good cast. It's got Ed Harris, Anthony Hopkins, awesome. James Marsden, and Thandie Newton. Really good trailers. And well. they've been talking about. I, I seem to remember reading a story about there being quite a lot of sex in it. Mm. But that's where it goes. It's a very. It's a grown up playground, and there yeah. you can go to ancient Rome, and there's women there, and like you can have sex with these robots and stuff, which is kind of what grown up. So this would isn't do, really I a think. theme park. This is like a. It's a theme park. For, it's, it's like a Vegas theme park almost. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, the effect. Although Westworld's great with modern day effects, it could be really, really interesting yeah. because it was literally your Brenner pretending to be a robot. But now you can. Uh, <laughs> You know, Sexy was, time. <laughs> just like, <laughs> doing, can I see the trailer? Is it like, well, not now, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I, really, I haven't got, I haven't got it on. We're in the middle of a podcast. Someone's, yeah. yeah, Skype it to me. That sounds yeah, it's cool. a really, really good trailer. I will point out as well for the uh, Stephen King one. If you type in the actual correct one, which is 112263, <laughs> there's a teaser, which was obviously like the trailer for his, like a teaser trailer for his book. Yep. It is one of the worst things I've ever seen. I, I, like originally, I wrote down this looks really good, but the trailer is terrible. And then I realised what well, it was actually the trailer for the book and not for the show. The trailer for the show is really good. Book trailers are really strange because oh God, there there's that, like a level of ambiguity that they have to include because people have like like <coughs> predecided like visuals yeah. of what the characters look like. So it's like footsteps and blurred things yeah. like yeah. you can't really do anything really specific I, I remember someone in our office actually telling me that I could post the Maze Runner trailer they'd done a maze, they'd done the trailer yeah. for the movie even though the film wasn't coming out for two years and I said that doesn't sound right yeah that doesn't sound right he's like yeah no, they've done it they've made it done, and it was the book trailer obviously oh. but this I think even the film company had been passing it around like it was, it was really? definitely not the trailer was it like point of view moving yeah. through like it was terrible I it, thought it was so it'd bad. be interesting to watch that so okay next one then mm. so this I put this this is my category is called the one that seems like a new idea even though it's probably not um, okay is the Wolf Creek TV adaptation yep so like Wolf Creek like two films I think I haven't seen yep. the second one I've seen the first yep. one I really really liked it so it's kind of like um, Australian horror film about uh, this pretty nasty guy called Mick Taylor who's played by John Jarrett um, and he is like basically he captures sort of people in the out like backpackers and stuff in the outback it's a pretty nasty film but Ooh. I really like the first one it's it incredible really, really it's good. incredible yeah. if you want to be terrified for yeah. over an hour watch that movie you'll yeah. come out shaking mm. It's, I watched it I watched it ages ago when it first came out and then when I went to Australia in February we stayed at this really horrible sort of motel and I watched it there as well and it was why like, would you do why, that why have we done this well you don't have much choice if you're in the Northern Territory which is where it takes place mm. that's what it is what it's like yeah. and you do meet you're in a pub and there'll be a guy that's maybe not seen a girl for a yeah. week because it's so desolate out there yeah. and it's loosely based on a couple of true stories as well yeah. about, about people that lost their minds out in the Northern Territory and mm. one set fire to a youth hostel and killed a bunch of kids another oh my god yeah murdered murdered a couple a, a british couple so um a, yeah one of them anyway but yeah they, so they're making a six-part uh, tv yep. series about it so it's basically one girl escapes his clutches and then goes on basically tries to get some revenge on him um but I'm, i really like the idea of it because mm-hmm. i think I, I was trying to think of something that's been similar and and what i know about it is that it's the same filmmaker behind it yeah uh who directed one and two and he's a really good director as well mm. um yeah, I, I, that's something to be excited about if you like horror. Yeah, definitely. Because It'd be I, terrifying. I was trying to think of like other like serial killer, you know, like that kind of um, storyline, but in a TV show, and I can't really think of that many examples. Yeah, any. You put me like, on the spot, and exactly. I can't. Yeah, like because when I'm we think of horror, like now you think of like it's horror, but it's like a series, like X Files and things like that. Whereas I'm there, like a really focused storyline just on you know this one girl getting away and it feels like she's going to be like the main it's an Australian actress called Lucy Fry she's in a bunch of stuff next year she's actually in that um, JFK thing as well okay um, wow. so I'm really looking forward to that I think it'll be quite good this is a big big section now it's called the best Netflix so this is coming some of the best stuff coming to Netflix and I'm not going to go through them all good like uh, but the ones that I'm really excited about Marseille which is a French drama with Gerard Depardieu uh, I think that could be quite good. Maybe it's a great be, second name. Maybe me. Is that the first time you've heard that? Yeah, say it is. It's the first time. I've... Rory, you never heard of Gerard Depardieu. You? Well, you're saying it differently. You <laughs> yeah, said you're saying it correctly. How, how old are you? How old are you? Twelve next summer. <laughs> what? What does he do? What does he do? <laughs> He's a famous French actor. He's the most famous French actor ever. <laughs> He's a big well, where I know man. him from. Yeah. He, he, he took a piss on a 
plane not long ago and got in trouble for Did that. He? Oh, yeah. that guy. <laughs> what? Of course, I don't know who that is. Okay. What, what's green card? Classic green card. <laughs> um, but yeah, that could be the French narcos. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So it's a crime thing, is it? Yeah. It's you, a crime. You, you didn't give us anything. You just said the name. Oh, right, said the okay, name. Yeah. It's like a political drama. So I think it's going to be like you know crime, uh, like politics. I think they're he good plays at that. The French. Yeah. I've seen a lot of good crime dramas from France. Yeah. I think he'd be really good. And he's in some of them. Okay. <laughs> he's very well known. He's got. He's got a big nose as well. Yes. You will, as soon as you know him, you'll recognize I probably, you'll I probably know his face, face yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is Love, which is a Judd Apatow <laughs> TV show. Um, all about dating starring Gillian Jacobs from Community. Okay. Um, even though... Like, even though I kind of was turned off, I, like, I really, really hated Trainwreck. Like, one of the worst films of the year. Ooh. The, t- the TV stuff that he's done, like, I, like with girls... I really liked how he did that, and like he, you know, the mm. stuff that the, what the, the episodes that he did, like wrote and directed, were really really good. And I really just taking a really like specific thing about like love and dating, and, and from a girl's point of view as well, I think this could be quite good because I think yeah. girls for me just got really annoying by the end. Yeah, I, I something that I love turned into something that I just couldn't be arsed watching. So yeah, I'm quite excited for that. Uh, the Get Down, which is a Baz Luhrmann and Sean Ryan TV show. So Baz mm-hmm. Luhrmann, obviously, like these, all these crazy like musical things. And Sean Ryan, who my favorite thing is the Shield that he's done, mm-hmm. um, doing uh, a sort of musical drama about the New York mu- New York music scene in the seventies, um, and it's got really good trailers. Sounds really cool. Yeah, it does Have you, sound you know really who Baz Luhrmann is? No. <laughs> Moving on. Sounds cool, though. I heard he's musicals cool. in the cool. 70s. He's, he's so. cool. I, I, I know him. I just don't know his name. All right. What what, what did he do? He's an actor. No, that's he's, not He's not an actor. He's, he's a, a musician. No, he's no, a, that's not fair. Yeah, he's a director. Um, <laughs> um, no, we can keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> just when someone really famous comes up, that's when we'll do it. Okay. Have you heard of JFK? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this next one then is a curveball because it hasn't actually been dated, but rumours are that it's going to surface in 2017. It's a series of, of unfortunate events. Right. So there was like a fake, or well, was it a fake trailer? Was it a real trailer? It's kind of like leaked uh, early in the year. They're going back at that? Yeah, they're making a TV, like TV version of it. And I thought the trailer's one of the best trailers of the year, even though it might not be real. But they kind of like are keeping it like shrouded in secrecy. But the rumor is that it's coming out in 2017. Is it retaining Jim Carrey? I don't think it is. Mm, okay. Um, but it's going to be kind of hard for whichever actor takes over because he's so good in that. Mm. Like, I actually really, really like the film. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm super excited for that. But those, I think, are the best Netflix shows that we will be watching in 2016. Next up is the I probably won't understand a lot of it, but I'll nod along. That mm-hmm. was the whole list for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is a show called Billions. Uh, with Paul Giamatti, Malin Ackerman, and Damian Lewis. Uh, Giamatti plays Chuck Rhodes, a US attorney, and it's kind of like based in the world of like uh, really expensive hedge funds and things like that and how this, things go wrong in those. But the people attached to it uh, are really, really good. So it's the guys that wrote Rounders and Runaway Jury. Ah, I know one of them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Brian Koppelman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Only over Twitter, though. Yeah. Mm. He's a virtual friend. That's fine. It still counts. And it's also... Um, written by Andrew Ross Sorkin, who wrote the book that got adapted, uh, Too Big to Fail, which is a really, really good documentary about the 2008 financial crisis. And I think I won't understand a lot of it, but it looks really, really good. Mm. It looks really, really slick um, and kind of like uncompromising as well, where it'll just be like, this going to chuck a lot of stats. Yeah, a lot of like jargon. I like that kind of stuff. Like yeah, Wolf, really Wall Street, writer. big business yeah. stuff. He did Rounders, he did Ocean's 13. That's right, like yeah, really yeah. good script as well. Yeah, I'm really, ex- I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Um, so I just got two more categories then. This next one is the best comic show adaptations. Now, I didn't see anything this year of comic book adaptations that really blew me away. We did like a best of TV podcast the other day um, which you should listen to. Oh, you didn't and like Daredevil. That's no. right. Well, Chris made a really, really good point where it's just like, there's no, he hasn't, we haven't had like a 9, 9.5, 9, 10 out of 10 comic book series yet. That's true. Yeah. Not in our opinion. I think on the site we have, yeah. we just, we've not been. But I, I think anyone who watches those shows though, like no one can say that they are as you said, like appointment television where they're just like, these are the big shows. No one's going to be talking about those shows in the same sort of tones as like Breaking Bad, Sopranos, The Wire or anything like that. Yes. Is that that because, at least, well, at least for the Netflix ones, is that because they were based on Netflix? Like there would have had a bit more sustainability if you weren't able to watch every episode almost immediately because it had a huge hype. It was all everyone was talking about for about two weeks and then it was done. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual quality of it. 
Oh, right. I think. Well, I think Daredevil definitely took everyone by surprise. Like, that was pretty huge. It's good, but it's not It's not on the same level of, like, Mad Men, The Wire. I guess Even, like, so, House yeah. of Cards. Yeah. Like, it's not that kind of drama, I don't think. Yeah. Okay, um, fair enough. But that's what I think. But we've got some good ones coming out in... 2016. Now, Legends of Tomorrow, I really wasn't excited about it. And then Chris mentioned it on the podcast the other day. So I kind of had a look at it. And it does look really, really fun. I'll be honest, you poo-pooed it. Yeah. When I, when I, when I pitched it yeah. uh, in, the, in the last podcast. Because I just, I just, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, no. But then I went back and sort of read some stuff mm-hmm. about it. And it's kind of like bringing together a lot of the heroes we've seen um, in the DC stuff and kind of chucking them in like different eras I think yeah like it's going to be like kind of like time traveling it just looks like a lot of fun mm-hmm. like and I think because I the thing I don't like about those DC shows is they do tend to take themselves a little bit too seriously yeah um, but Flash doesn't not yeah. a Supergirl I haven't seen that much I really like Supergirl but yeah, I haven't seen that much got a very yeah, fun Flash is pretty mm, light hearted yeah it? yeah but it looks like a lot of fun anyway I kind of like that but also um, grouping together of heroes the Defenders is apparently we're going to see in 2016 which is so all the Marvel ones we've seen at the moment coming together that's cool I think that's going to be really cool to form their own little Avengers thing which would be really really good is that next year because of Daredevil's back and we've got Luke Cage and Iron Fist haven't we before like Defenders are still slated apparently for the end of Mm -hmm. 2016 but this is the thing Iron Fist is still slated for 2016 and we we don't have an Iron Fist yet they're figuring it out as they go along aren't they really which is the right way to do it well I I think things can change like Daredevil was so popular and successful stick another one of those out before you get to it I think that's what it is maybe they didn't expect Daredevil to be you know to get the sort of reaction that it did yeah. and they've kind of gone oh we'll do another one of those then straight away it's the same way with, with Marvel with their movies they're yeah. switching them up depending on what's successful and what people yeah. react to so you said a couple of them there so we've got Iron Fist Luke yep. Cage um Kind of not really. I didn't think the guy who played Luke Cage was interested enough that I'd be like, I'd like to watch him in an entire show. But maybe we'll get to see like a bit more of him, and but also earlier as well. So yeah. like maybe we get to see because that's the, the thing at the moment that we're not getting in the Marvel shows, and I kind of do like, but I kind of miss sometimes is you're not getting origin stories really. Yeah, like they give them to you, they're sort of drip feeding you. Like you're not seeing how people get their powers, you're just seeing them. It's like flat. It's almost like they're established, and then yeah. you get like some flashback episodes. But I kind of like that because it's kind of them just going like, you don't have to have this big like you know Uncle Ben dying like M but you don't have to yeah. see that all the time. It's kind of just like yeah, people have got powers, deal with it. Like I quite, I really like that. Yeah, but at the same time, Luke Cage's his origin is really really interesting. I find it like that show is going to be really dark. Mm. Like combining Jessica Jones with Daredevil, I know because it's the same. They live in the same city, right? Yeah. Like yeah. It's going to be a pretty dark show compared to DC. Yeah. Like, which is kind of strange because it's usually, I find, like, the DC movies to be quite yeah, darker and the, the Marvel reverse. ones, yeah, like, yeah, they've yeah. pretty no, much reversed it for the shows. It's definitely the reverse in terms yeah. of the Netflix ones. But maybe that'll be nice, like, and going between them both. They've still not cast uh, Iron Fist, and hopefully no. they won't have done before this goes out. But if you ever watch our superhero show that Dan and I do, do get behind our campaign to get <laughs> Dan Stevens cast as Iron Fist. It's hashtag Fist Dan Stevens. So. Best hashtag ever. <laughs> Why? That's, that's what it's good because I want called. him to be Iron Fist. So that's do, why it's the best one. Do uh, tweet that hashtag to Marvel and to Netflix and to Dan Stevens himself. We Thank want you. a fist Dan Stevens, definitely. Yeah. Um, also, Preacher. Now, I wasn't that impressed with the trailer, really. I'm not a massive Dominic Cooper fan, but I kind of, I'm holding out hope that it's going to be good. And I don't know what I'm basing that it's on. It's a fantastic comic. Yeah. I haven't read, read Preacher. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. good. It's really dark and funny. Yeah. Okay, those it's are really two good things. It's a bit more supernatural than superhero, yeah. but yeah. It's what's his? What's his ability? What's his power? Or nothing. What's his vibe? Really? Just a dark, funny guy. He's he's a he's a priest. Kind of like Gav. He's a priest who could. No, he's got loads of powers, is not he? Well, he's got like he's got like ties to the underworld and stuff like that, and like that's like a demonic, power. No, like demonic things and things like that's that. A, like those are all powers. He's also, but he's a really nasty piece of work. Oh, um, who preacher? Yeah, he's a good guy. No, but he's a nasty piece of work though. In it. Like yeah. he does, he does some questionable things. Okay, but the best part in it is his psychic, who's played by what's the guy's name? Joe Gilgan. Joe Gilgan, mm. and even in the trailer, he seems like he's doing a really, really good Cassidy. I think, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I'm excited about more because he's basically playing Cassidy in uh, the Last Witch Hunter. So he must have been filming that at the same time because he looks exactly like he does. <laughs> he's uh, a vampire. He's a vampire in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. um, but he's yeah. It could be really good, but the trailer seemed a little bit more like action focused. Yeah. But then I guess you kind of got to do that for the trailer. I Make it know. flashy. Sure. Um, it's written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Mm. Really? Yeah. 
So it'll have their sense of humour. It seems, you th- yeah, you think they'd stick some jokes in in the trailer? There are some. Uh, it's some, Watch yeah. the trailer. You've got a lot of trailers. Which you've been making oh, yeah, send, send me all your, your trailers. Yeah, I'm excited about that. But this one, this is my final one, and it's the how can this possibly be shit uh, category. Whoa, I'm looking forward to this. It's never... I think this is going to be the best TV show of 2016. I'm ready to disagree. It's Terrence Winter's Vinyl. So this is uh, sort of a drama about a New York City um, music executive in the 70s. So another like 70s music thing. And it's Bobby Cannavale, who is my favorite thing in Boardwalk Empire. Like he's just a maniac in Boardwalk Empire. But he's one that you just, every time he's on screen, your eyes are just completely transparent. And he's, you he's, never know he's, he's less do. a person and more a cartoon character. Yes. Okay. But, you, but like, no, I like him as well. Yeah. It's just, in, in this. It's broad. Yeah. In this, he seems quite broad as well, Mike. Mm-hmm. But. I think it could be really good. So it's also, so it's um, Terrence Winter who did Boardwalk Empire, but also like um, screen, uh, wrote Wolf of Wall Street and he's like a big Sopranos alumni as well. It's for HBO and Mick Jagger, Martin Scorsese are producing it and it just looks really, really good. An amazing supporting cast as well. It's got Ray Romano doing like a serious character. Well, it's a more serious character. What? Um, which That's doesn't weird. Uh, Juno Temple, Olivia Wilde, uh, PJ Byrne, who's one of the sort of sidekicks in Wolf of Wall Street and he's one of my favourite things. It's really good. And Paul, Be- Paul Ven Victory as well, who's one of my favourite Wire characters. I just think this, there's no way this can be bad. A lot of shows in 2016 about men being businessy, businessy men. Businessy men. Yeah. Like, make the world go around, they do. Yeah. I I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. The trailer I like the looks 70s like a lot of backdrop. Fun. Hopefully that'll um, spice it up a bit. I just think, yeah, there's no way I don't think that's going to be shit. That's a big shout. involved, yeah. I, I, you never know. Call uh, on that. I know you know when it's yeah. released. Even if it's terrible, uh, it'll have a good soundtrack. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that's true, actually, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's TV for 2016. It's going to be good. Great so far. You, you didn't mention Twin Peaks. Because it might not come out in 2016. Oh, okay. It might be pushed back to 2017. I was, I was just expecting yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got concerns about that. Everyone yeah, thinks it's a good yeah. idea who loves Twin Peaks. I love Twin Peaks. I don't think it's a good idea. It's a good idea at all. Leave it well enough alone. Yeah. That was a unique time, place, set of yeah. circumstances. But we'll see. I mean, it'd be nice to see some new David Lynch. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, one thing you didn't mention, which is returning quite possibly next year, mm-hmm. is Serial Podcast. Oh, yeah. Which isn't a TV show. No. Obviously. But they announced recently it's not going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on Pandora. They've done a deal with Pandora. It's also on iTunes as well. That was like Ah. a thing that they reported on incorrectly. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, And there's going to be two series. Yeah. So they're investigating two cases right now. I'm so excited. I was actually talking about Serial yesterday. If they get near to the end of them, then they'll be next year. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do movies a bit more like Gav and less like... um, Rory's self-indulgent this is what I'm looking forward to oh, okay. um, yeah. right. let's do one I am the voice of the people but it's fine so we're going to start off with <laughs> there's a, you know Summer Breeze this is Summer Unease doesn't really work does it uh, these are the Summer Blockbusters that aren't superhero okay we're going to kick off with them uh, so I'm just going to list them and we'll talk about whichever ones you want to talk about uh, first up Warcraft man could be the potentially the first good video game movie. I don't think so. Certainly the most expensive. <laughs> um, Super Mario Bros. I think was the first good video game movie. Uh, a good director on board. Some really interesting actors, if not big stars. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm, I'm worried about that. I'm not sold yet. The trailer no. didn't quite win me over as I was hoping it would. I was more won over by like the initial artwork, but then seeing it all in motion and put together... Yeah. It just didn't really grab me. It, it just felt like a fantasy film. It didn't really. But maybe I, I don't need. I haven't done my research enough into how it ties into Warcraft and you that. You should world, watch a video that we recently put on the site. Me and Dale did uh, from the set, which I think sells it better than the trader does actually. Okay. In terms of the story and how it all fits together and the potential there. If this didn't, if it didn't have Duncan Jones directing it, I would have switched off a long time ago for Warcraft. But. If that if that movie wasn't called Warcraft and it didn't have anything to do with Warcraft, I wouldn't be excited by that trailer. I wouldn't go see that film. It just looks yeah like a fantasy right. film, just like a kind of generic fantasy film. Rubbish. But I'm so ready to be proven wrong. Yes. I really hope it is very successful. Independence Day resurgence. <laughs> uh, I loved Independence Day. I just. I'm getting a bit exhausted with all the reboots and revisiting these franchises. And Independence hopefully, Day it's without Will Smith, though, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Nah. I, he wasn't my favorite part of the first Independence Day. Who was? I, I found him a bit annoying. He's on screen as for a about kid. 80% of the time. I like the aliens. I like the aliens. Yeah. Well, they that are the he, of the film. When he drags an alien out of the ship, punches it in the face, and says, Welcome to Earth. Amazing. Me, as a 14 year old kid, was just like, Oh, that's awful. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's right so Will. cheesy. I was, oh my gosh. Punch but that alien scum. Is there not something to be said for watching Roland Emmerich blow stuff up? He's yeah, really good he's at blowing really things it, yeah. up. Jeff Goldblum's in it, though, right? He is, yeah. And Bill Pullman. Mm, the see. president's back. Why isn't Will Smith in I love that? the president. Um, he didn't want to do it because he'd just done two... He was coming off the back of two or three sci-fi. Right, okay. But when I spoke to Emmerich about it, he was saying... He said, you know, obviously we want Will Smith. He said, but honestly, it might work better for the film yeah. because the point with the original is there's no... St- he wasn't a the star then. Yeah. So there's no stars in it. So it's a d- proper disaster where anyone can die. And he Ooh, said, that's okay. kind of the same thing. He said, once... If we did have Will, it becomes a Will Smith movie. Yeah. yeah. And we, he has to be the hero. And so um, his son, I think um, there's a character that's going to be his son in it that it's going to focus on a little bit. Okay. So maybe he's dead. I don't know. But um, it, it, I can see where he's coming from. It, this isn't a Will Smith movie. So do you think this will do well? I don't know. The, the, it's interesting. I think it's comparable to Jurassic Park in that it was a big deal for people at the time. This right. this changed summer movies, really. It didn't take the way they were sold. Um and the, the, just the size of it and the scale of it but it's a hell of a long time ago now yeah. um, and I, I just don't know if there's still the good will towards it but you know what one or two trailers that are like comparable to the White House being blown up and people will be there opening weekend I'm guessing it'll open 4th of July you know yeah. that would be cool well that's like the problem I think when the, when the film was originally released when you had that trailer where you literally saw a laser beam destroying the White House that was such an incredible sight yeah. and now that's quite an achievable thing to do with visual effects yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of films that can do things like San Andreas it's just entire cities being destroyed yeah, like yeah. you really have to up your ante like, could, you can't really use that as a selling point anymore it could go either way a few of these could to be honest Star Trek Beyond I forgot about that yeah, I think everyone did. Simon Pegg co-scripting, I think, this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll watch it. I'll keep moving. Oh, well, I didn't actually yeah. mind the second one. A Newborn. I, sorry, Idris Elba's in Star Trek Beyond, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. See, that's good. That's, that's yeah. got me on board. That'd okay, so you're on board for that. Yeah. Born. Born's back. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Greengrass and Damon. Don't you think they should have just bloody left it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. out of the films you mentioned so far, That's I have a lot of confidence in that. Yeah. 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 Those films just, I really, really enjoy them. There's no point where it ever dips. So I think if they can just continue the streak... I think that's great because they're, they're, that's not a big gap as well. It was quite recently. When, when yeah. was the last uh, Born film in the trilogy? Seven years ago, maybe. That is yeah. longer than I thought. Six wow. years ago. It's a while uh, ago. But still, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I really enjoy those films. I've only ever watched the, all the... I know everyone likes them, but I've only ever watched the Born films once and I never th- was like a massive fan of them. Maybe I'll watch them again. It really yeah. changed fight scenes for me. Ever since I watched those films, like just something about the fighting and the way like the choreography and the cinematography during them was so real yeah. that I was just like every time I was watching a film after that like a Bond film I'd be like this looks a bit I fake I always found myself not being able to keep up with what was going on just like, it's pretty fast just, just yeah. limbs moving and people it's going it's very like chaotic it's very noticeable the way that Bond changed the way they did action because that, of Bond yeah. you know yeah. you suddenly got the parkour action sequences oh yeah definitely the, yeah. The, the quick close combat mm. uh, Ghostbusters we've got a new Ghostbusters super interested in that Ladybusters could I'm be still very sceptical yeah um, because it's who's the director Paul Feig Paul Feig yeah um, Spy which he did uh, is one of my worst films of the year I just don't I don't think it was very funny I don't think the action was particularly good and I think that needs to have both of those things well, Spy was excellent, so it's got a good chance of having good action and good jokes. Nope. I uh, really enjoyed Spy. <laughs> um, uh, the thing about in Spy is the main character is a spy, and she doesn't look like she's a spy. That's what I got Times from the trailer. Times two hours, that's Spy. <laughs> <laughs> With Jude Law being very funny and Jason Statham being very funny. Um, Statham is the best thing in there. How much do you care about Ghostbusters as, as a child? A lot. Yeah? A lot, yeah. I used to have them on cassette tape not cassette tape VHS tape uh, and I would just watch them like back to back on Saturdays so like, yeah like that, that's why this is one of the franchises that I could definitely I don't want to be tarnished at all yeah. could, they, they're so fine it it's could really so go perfect. either way though yeah definitely um, and the BFG I've added in there uh, Spielberg and Roald Dahl really excited two of the greatest that. storytellers of the last hundred years uh, that's that. fusing interested in that one 
Did you read the BFG when you were a kid? Uh, I think I read it, and I think week. I saw the movie. There was there an animated movie? Yeah, it was an animated yeah. TV thing. I think. Um, but I have I no memory of the narrative no. at all. I'm really excited. Well, more excited after seeing Bridge of Spies because the actor that you like, what's his name? Mark Rylands. Mark Rylands, yeah. yeah. So he's amazing in Bridge of Spies. Mm. He's playing the BFG. I, I can't wait for that because I really, I just want to see more of Mark Rylands. The first, I think it was the first thing I saw of his was Bridge of Spies. Yeah, you need to see him on stage. Yeah. That's where he comes alive. But um, and it's written by Melissa Matheson, who sadly passed away yeah. this year. But she wrote ET for Spielberg. Last time they worked together. So if they could just sprinkle oh, wow. some of that magic yeah. dust yeah. on it. That's really cool. Cool. All right. It's the year of the superhero movie. We've got. It's always one, the year two, of superhero three. movie. No, yeah. because we had three this year. Three. Next year we got one, two, three, four, five, six. Actually, seven. Oh my god! And it was eight, but Gambit just moved out. But if you yeah. include Turtles two, it's seven films. So that's more than double this year. There's, tur- there's another Turtles one. This is yeah. It made a fortune. It did. It made a lot did. of money. Yeah. I, no, okay. I never, I never like, saw it. It was okay. No, me neither. Yeah. Um, but equally, this is the most we're we're going to get for a long time in terms yeah. of you look at all the schedules. This is the year where Fox have got two, DC have got two, uh, Marvel have got a couple, and yeah, it's going to be interesting. So I'll go through them. I'll okay. read it. So we've got this is in chronological order. We'll have Deadpool, Batman v Superman, Captain America: Civil War, X Men: Apocalypse, Suicide Squad, and then end the year with Doctor Strange. Hmm. So which of those are you most excited for? Do you know what Batman v Superman? Batman v Superman. It's a good shout. It's a good, I think that was my one when I, we did the superhero show on it. I don't know why either, because I didn't like Man of Steel. Like, I watched it again. I watched it in the cinema, fell asleep, watched it again recently, and I just thought, I don't, I don't like That's this That's the film. reason it's going to make $1.5 billion, because yeah. there's a lot of people... There's a lot of people who like Man of Steel, but a lot yeah. of people who didn't, but it's because it's Batman and Superman. This yeah. is something we've yeah. never seen, yeah. and we've grown up thinking about, thanks to The Dark Knight and, and whatever else. Yeah. I, I, I don't know return sorry that's the thing there's just something everything a lot of people like haven't liked the trailers like we got a new trailer that, that while we're recording this we haven't seen but like the teaser for that where sort of Superman sort of walks towards Batman and rips his uh, cowl off like just everything that I've seen about it, I just I don't know I'm just really interested to where they're mm-hmm. going with it like I cannot I cannot wait to see it like and it could be a massive mess but it, you know it's yeah. Batman versus Superman yeah, this is it. yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean and Aquaman and yeah. you know Wonder Woman, all these characters, Lex Luthor for the first time in this series. But like, do you know what? Do you know what I generally think that I think it might be quite good because Ben Affleck doesn't need to do anything anymore. Like he, he only picks things that I think generally he believes in. Yeah, and I, I'm like, why go and play Bruce Wayne? Why go and play yeah. Batman? Why go and do it if he didn't think it was a really, really good idea? Why not let John Hamm do it? Who would have been much better? Um, which one of those do you most want to see? Uh, I think Civil War. Yeah, for me, I'm really, really excited about that. The trailer, I had mixed response towards the trailer, but there were mm. some kind of little moments of you know micro emotions that just really hit home. Some of those lines, you know, it's just it's everything that's been building and building. And I'm a huge fan of the comics, so I'm really, really excited to see what they do with this film. Hopefully, yeah. it's gonna be something good. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely my number one choice. Well, both billion dollar films, though, whatever happens. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Apocalypse, I'm excited for just because I like Brian Singer X Men films. Think he knows what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, Days of Future Past is brilliant. I watched that again recently. Yeah, like, it was on TV. Really, like, it was, like, it was lacking a strong villain, really. Whereas this time around, it's all about the villain. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Magneto, but he's still not. You know, yeah, yeah. we're not sure where he sits. But Doctor Strange is the one for me, just because it looks like it's going to be something different. Um, I like the supernatural. I like horror. There's going to bring yeah. that elements into it, and. I think visually it could be interesting and yeah. I think the cast is really strong like they're all people I love watching in terms of Cumberbatch Chiwetel Ejiofor Tilda Swinton Mads Mikkelsen it's a yeah. really cool cast so. that's the thing I, I was I like Strange is up there with one of my favourite characters but I just I, I, I was a bit bored by the Benedict Cumberbatch thing I can't see him he's obviously going to be really good in it but yeah. I just think there could have been more interesting people to do it but He's probably going to be good. And none of us said Suicide Squad, which nope. is huge. All right, um, I'm going to zip through the hidden gems of next year, the ones that... What about Deadpool, though? We, didn't, like, we sort of glossed over Deadpool. You're worried about Deadpool, aren't you? Well, I, I, just, I just don't think it'll make a huge amount of money. Mm. I, I think it could have a, a, a... I think it could struggle opening weekend. I think it's going to outstay as welcome for an entire film of Deadpool as well. Like, I yeah, think, I know what you mean. Like that kind of like humour and those like quick whip yeah. lines. Will they get a bit boring after like an hour and a half of it? Yeah. It works really well for trailers because it's such like a short thing. But yeah, 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 it's hard to stick that long with a character that's like always on, yeah. you know? That said, yeah. I hope it's going to be a strong alternative to what we have seen. You know, we're moaning about them being repetitive, the Marvel films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the DC being too serious. So mm. 
hopefully it's good kind of counter programming to the other superhero movies yeah definitely to be honest you, don't, you know otherwise they're all going to be the blooming same what mm. about uh, Power Rangers is that out next year or is that the year after that it might be out next year it didn't that'll make, be an interesting one it didn't one. make any of my lists but I know you're a fan I'm a fan yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be different like mix up from all these superhero it's stories it's not it's 2017 2017 presentation about it yeah okay early then though right I'm sure, yeah I think so they've yeah. already like casted everyone and yeah but yeah. A lot, lot, there'll be a lot of visuals and visual effects in post yeah. oh yeah cool I'm excited for that giant men in dinosaur suits things <laughs> of like course that. yeah they gotta build all the little miniature cities but we're doing 2016 right yeah. so can we it's cause I've got the wrong calendar so I'm <laughs> uh, I'm gonna zip through some of the hidden gems some okay. of which I've seen actually the witch I've talked about before on here uh, it's a really really good heavy horror film set just before the uh, witch hunts in Massachusetts I really see this, and yeah. it's it's grim has it got Chris Finch from The Office in it as well? Finchy is the lead. Finchy! No! <laughs> That'd be amazing. And he couldn't be playing a less, <laughs> a more character. different character. How it's... could he burn a witch? His mum's one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool. That would be, that'd be awesome. Uh, Green Room's a film I love. It's the guys that did Blue Ruin, which if you haven't seen, love track it down. Film, yeah. uh, Green Room's a bit more fun. I am say fun. It's about... A uh, punk band uh, getting sort of trapped in a in a in a green room at, oh, yeah, you in told a me pub, yeah, and, and, and a really bunch cool. of neo Nazis trying to kill him, oh. led by uh, Patrick Stewart. Really? Yeah, he plays the leader oh, of these neo Nazis. Yeah, I can't wait. For that, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, it sounds great. It's it's terrific. It's got a real sort of John Carpenter vibe. Yeah, like I saw on Precinct Thirteen or, yeah. or something like cool. that. A really, one of those great siege movies. Uh, Devil's Candies, a really fun horror film. Um, that reminds me like a, it's a bit like Deathgasm that came out this year which you should see as well awesome don't know why I've put that in there though uh, Midnight Special let's talk about that that's by Jeff Nichol who did Mud and uh, oh my god what did he do he did another really good film with Michael Shannon Take Shelter oh I love that film and this is this is v- vaguely superhero movie it's about a kid with special powers and his dad realises and they have to go on the run because the CIA is after them that's interesting but yeah. it's, it's like a grown up superhero film yeah. and that guy visually is just really good and he's great with child actors yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, the, the trailer's really good I've seen a clip from it that's brilliant is there a trailer out for it? Yes. Oh, amazing. And it's Michael Shannon and Joel Edgerton and Kirsten Dunst and Adam Driver, I think. Awesome. Adam Driver's like the bloke that wants to like do experiments on him, it looks Sounds like. Sounds like a great cast. Yeah, I it's love good, Michael what's Shannon. The, what yeah, can the kid do? Good, what's his power? You know what? I've actually been trying to avoid finding out, so I didn't right. really watch the trailer properly, but it's something to do with his eyes. He's having to wear goggles because his eyes can do something. Okay. But yeah, even the poster's him with like these goggles on. He's reading a Superman comic oh. with a torch. And it's that's like, really cool. So yeah, that could be, that's one of those ones oh, that's, that's really good. Things on anyone's radar yet? Mm. Uh, Hail Caesar. We've got the new yeah. Coen Brothers, which is always important. That looks so good. As yeah, well. but more kind of a light-hearted fun. But it's it's them reteaming with Clooney. Yeah, um, and it's set in the in Hollywood in the 1940s. He does Coen Brothers so well. Clooney does like it. Just he does his certain eyes, and he's doing them in this where he's just like these crazy like popping out eyes with his crazy eyebrows. It's gonna be. Really <laughs> uh, it's set in the 1940s, and yeah. it's it's behind the scenes in Hollywood, and he's making a a, 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 a film about. Ancient Rome, mm. and he gets kidnapped. So he spends the whole film. Everyone's dressed. It's 1940s, and he's <laughs> dressed as a Roman soldier, which I think that in itself is yeah. going to be funny. It sounds great. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, Eddie the Eagle. I'm up for this. Are you aware of Eddie the Eagle Edwards? No, or, no. It's from about 1988. Uh, he was a downhill slope skier for England, for Great Britain. Even no, though I was we don't really have at them at the Olympics, and he yeah. came last, and he became a folk hero. Because he did it. He, he yeah. wasn't very good at it, and he could have killed himself every time he went down that slope. But he did it, and he's kind of geeky looking. Uh, he's he's sort of thick glasses, up. shell suits, mask, kind of like that. Um, he, he looks like, like one of the Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, oh, he does. Yeah. Really? And he seemed like one of life's losers, but he actually became a huge celebrity for a yeah. couple of years. And he's still, if you mentioned to my generation, Eddie the Eagle, Eagle yeah. everyone knows Eddie the Eagle Edwards. So they made a movie. Uh, Taron Egerton from Secret Service is playing him. It sounds pretty cool. With Hugh Jackman as his coach. <laughs> And I've seen some footage. <laughs> I've seen footage from this one, and it looks really, really uh, good fun. Like an inspiration, kind of like a Cool Runnings kind of film. Yeah. If you like Cool Runnings, but it's pretty much the same. It, are they playing it like serious or? Yeah, well, it is. Probably, it it is. probably has a sweet message behind exactly. it. But I'm no, sure they're, they're like... not telling the story, but <laughs> okay. like it's a fictionalized version of the story. But it's in the same way that like it's, it looks like the same tone as Billy Elliot, okay, or, or the or Full Rudy. Monty. 
or Rudy's a bit more serious, I think. Yeah, it's quite serious. Rudy's a bit more heavy. <laughs> but um, and Hugh Jackman's playing it very broadly for laughs, like okay. playing this kind of, you know. I can't remember if he's American or Australian there, but like this big lug of a guy who won't train him and thinks he's an idiot but sees something in him you know this sounds good um, Sausage Party hello Seth Rogen Evan Goldberg are doing, are doing an, an animated film for adults Ooh. that they want to have the kind of animation that's as good as Pixar okay. but jokes that are really really rude uh, I don't know huge much more about it but yeah. I just think that's interesting in a year that Finding Dory's coming out this might be the animated film I want to see rather than that. Yeah, that'd be quite good. Do you know what well, the story is or anything no, like that? Oh, yeah. No, I've been avoiding that one, actually, because okay. I want to be surprised. Elvis and Nixon, I've seen some footage from that. That looks great. Michael Shannon plays Elvis. Kevin Spacey plays Richard Nixon, and it's about the day this genuinely happened. Elvis Presley showed up at the White House because he wanted to become a government agent. <laughs> And because he knew, he knew people in the Black Panthers and in all these different industries on the edge yeah. of society. And he, so he could go undercover, as it were, Brilliant. and find things out. And so Nixon had no choice but to speak to him for an hour. <laughs> and so he went to his office, showed him like his Kung Fu and stuff. And Nixon. Oh, my God. So it just, really? It's one of these weird oh stories gosh. that's true. And from what I've seen, is going to be really, really funny. Michael Shannon as Elvis come on that's going to be brilliant really funny that's um, going to be really, really and good. then the one I'm most excited about is Everybody Wants Some which is Rinkla- Richard Linklater's new film yeah uh, if you haven't seen Dazed and Confused go and see it it's absolutely brilliant about the last day at school in the 1970s mm. um, it's about a kid trying to get laid and it's just so much fun and it introduced it was Ben Affleck's first movie it was Matthew McConaughey's first movie oh cool and it's got a brilliant soundtrack and it's just I like those films like, it's kind of like super bad almost but yeah. set in the 70s and this is like a spiritual sequel to that but it's also like a sequel to Boyhood Yeah. so you, Boyhood ends with his first day at college and this film is about a kid his first weekend at college in the 1980s trying to get laid and joining the sports team and this and that that sounds That's great awesome. it'll be really good fun if you like comedy check it out yeah finally last three films Christmas three big releases Christmas I think could go either way Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them that'd be fun interested in that Uh, I've got a friend who is an extra on the set so he's been so have I really yeah yeah same friend what a funny coincidence Um, yeah so he's been telling me just good things yeah. So I'm kind of excited about it. I'm one of those people that never really got too into Harry Potter. Same here. I've got nothing um, invested in it, but I'm, I'm interested. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be a good film. But uh, it just depends on how much they want to throw back to that universe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it won't too much because obviously he's not going to be in it. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Rogue One. Really interesting. Yeah, that, very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, though, how the world reacts to a film that doesn't have the old stars in it there yeah. isn't that story anymore it'll be the first Star Wars film that isn't part of that story exactly, that yeah. I think it's a so, good idea so it's a good idea but I'm just interested this this one is obviously going to make a fortune Force Awakens mm-hmm. will, it's probably come out by the time we do this yep. put this out so we'll know that how much money it's made yeah. it'll be interesting to see if there's even two thirds as much interest in a spin-off yeah. uh, I'm intrigued but the cast is good director's solid yeah I think a lot of what yeah. people love about Star Wars is like the universe itself exactly, yeah. and like seeing a lot of those familiar ships and like stormtrooper uniforms and things sure. that's almost enough to really entice people into watching it so if you have different characters and a good narrative yeah it's just whether it's everyone like Star Wars is going to get everyone in cinemas will yeah. the spin-offs get everyone old people you that's know, true yeah your girlfriend who I guess it depends thought- on like how much they're going to put into like the marketing push like because yeah. they put a lot into The Force Awakens obviously but of course that's because it's, it's a big thing it's the first Star Wars movie after all these years it'll be interesting to see once the ball's in motion yeah. like how much they're going to keep trying to do the thing is though like I was thinking about this the other day like even though it's quite it's not a big gamble for them because obviously it's going to do well but for people who've played video games or Star Wars stuff we've like lived in that world without like Han and Leia and those guys like because video the Star Wars video games take place a lot of the time without those guys yeah. so like it's not that much of an alien thing for those kind of people but as you say it's going to be odd to market that and be like look no they're not in there because how do you people who aren't into films and don't read up on films and stuff all the time like it's going to be really hard for them to go look it's a Star Wars film but it ain't that kind mm. of Star Wars film yeah. like that's going to be hard it's going to be interesting and also I don't really like prequels and it's a prequel mm. uh, I always have a problem with them and it makes it hard to have um tension in a yeah. prequel sometimes if you vaguely know oh, of course yeah you know how it's going to really good people out. on board with it though so I think I'm just remembering I heard something in the pub the other day I could give you a really big bit of news 
about it, about who's in it. Really? I'm going to have to think about this off air, maybe write it up as a story. Okay. Um, there's actually four, because I've totally remembered one more. Okay, so Assassin's Creed, out mm. Boxing Day. Yeah. A L- little nervous about it, mm-hmm. but um, again, like I, I haven't played all the Assassin's Creed games. I'm a little skeptical. I don't know how they're approaching it in terms of it being a movie based on a video game, or are they just doing it purely as yeah. a movie? Until we went to watch Macbeth, mm-hmm. I couldn't give less of a shit about Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed film. But the fight scenes in that are really good, um, and it's the same director, and obviously paired again with Fassbender. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a beautiful looking film Macbeth is and I think if they can make an Assassin's Creed film that look like that obviously it's you know not going to be the same kind of story it's going to be a, probably a lot more accessible but yeah. if they can make it look like that that'll be good yeah I don't think you need a lot as well to tie in with the games as long as you have a scene where he's in the like original Assassin's Garb you know with the hood yeah. everyone will lose their minds yeah, yeah, like yeah. Combine that with with decent fighting and a good narrative, and yeah, I think it'll be absolutely a great follow-up to Warcraft, which will hopefully be the first great video game movie, and then this yeah, will be the second. Yeah, we could have two. Yeah, that would be, be fantastic. Or two bad ones. And the one I remembered, I'm so happy it just came to me. So Gambit moved out of this year because they've delayed it. Yeah. A big film moved in, and I couldn't remember and couldn't find it. I've just remembered it. What was it? Alien is coming out. Oh, uh, yeah. Alien Covenant, or whatever it's called yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do we feel about a new Alien movie coming out? So which one is this? Ridley Scott. <laughs> Ridley Scott one. A new trilogy, apparently. Right, okay. Uh, I heard it, you know, when I spoke to him, it was going to be a second and third Prometheus. Right. I'm unclear. What so it's it not is. Prometheus. Well, it's called Alien now. Okay. It's going to be called Alien. <laughs> but uh, it's following on from Prometheus. I haven't, I haven't read up on that. Oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> interesting in Ridley Scott making another Alien film. Though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But, I mean, what is that? It film? is following on from Prometheus. It is yeah, following on, okay, yeah. Because yeah. it's Fassbender's going to be in it. Right, okay, cool. So it's that. That's the thing. It's some, I'm so confused with what's going on with that universe now. I know. Yeah. It's a bit muddy. They've made it um, confusing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely up for that. Well, it is what it is. Yeah. Right, if you could tomorrow play one of those games, which one would it be, Rory? Uh, Zelda for Wii U. Yeah. Gav, if you could watch one of those TV shows, which would it be? Vinyl. Obviously. If you could watch one of those movies, what would it be? Star Wars is too obvious, because that would be my answer every year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say Everybody Wants Some, the link later one. Ooh, nice. Cool. Excellent. So that is Amazing. what we are looking forward to, and what we aren't looking forward to in 2016, but we would like to know your thoughts. Gab, do you want to tell them the email address? IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Excellent. Nice. And that is it. That so, is. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and keep it tuned to IGN for all your TV, game and movie needs. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.